record. Um, I'm gonna, I've, I've started recording in case we miss any gold. We've already missed some gold. Oh, there's Mark. That. We won't get any more gold. That's it. We've had oh, all the gold. Because it. it'll be all about Mark now. Fucking prick. Yeah. Oh, me. <laughs> me this, me that. Oh, yeah. I like the sound of my own voice. Let's talk about the bills a bit. Oh, I'll just talk over you. Hello, mate. You're done? Done? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're here. Oh, yeah, it's your turn now for the next hour. <laughs> Welcome. We are the Long Sapper Podcast. You may have heard of us. Um, you probably haven't told your friends or reviewed us or or shared anything about us because we don't get that many listeners. Uh, that's a good start, isn't it? I'm Adam. Mark, Craig, Rich, Russ are all with me. So hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Rich is back of his bye week. Yep. <laughs> how, how, was your, how was your He, he is devilish. Yes. My evening was excellent. I got, how, I got how, very drunk. How old were you, Rich? 45. Oh, thir- 38. 38? Fuck. 38 this year. So we're technically like the same age as yeah. in school years and shit. So, we've, but, got the, fuck, we've got the best beards. Russ, the thing is, if you're if you're the same school year as Rich, how does he look 15 years younger than you? <laughs> <laughs> and Rich looks old. <laughs> <laughs> Rich is at least 42. (laughs) That's a great question. I'm not even 38 till next July either. So, yeah, unbelievable. You've got kids, haven't you, Russ? Ah, Yeah, there we go. That's that's the secret right there. That'll do it. (laughs) So, Rich, I've got a question. So, you're sticking with the haircut, yeah? Yeah, absolutely, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Looks looks like like it. (laughs) Nah, it's cool, man. It's great. (laughs) Means nothing to the listeners. Shut the fuck off. <laughs> oh, oh, it will. Just picture, <laughs> listeners, if you if you don't know what Rich looks like, picture Roy Hodgson, but imagine if he hadn't got his <laughs> oh, hair cut. Oh, fucking hell, Adam. Oh, that's is... possibly the harshest thing you've ever said in this part. That is cold, bro. That is cold. Hey, don't have that, Rich. I think the hair looks all right, mate. I'm only bantering. That was a low blow. <laughs> Roy Hodgson, Jesus. <laughs> Literally the ugliest man in the history of the earth. He, Roy Hodgson actually looks like a scrotum that has just melted. On a face. A scrotum on a face. A scrotum with eyes. Somebody's <laughs> massive hoopla. Do you do you remember that meme where it was Roy Hodgson's face and into his chin someone had moved Kim Kardashian's butt? Do you remember that one going around? And it was no, I missed that. Just me. That's, there's a there's a little Google for you. <laughs> it's really Rich, really Rich, weird. Don't forget that. Mate. I want to forget that. Song. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Next time I see him, <laughs> he'll ignore you across the way of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I met Steve from Knickers Matter at the weekend. And did you meet him or did Steve him force himself stuff? on you? Uh, no. <laughs> the no. opposite of what he does in WhatsApp groups. <laughs> I've never has, seen he got, has, he, has he got a big chest? A massive chest. I've has he got a big belly with it? ever than there was in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Big chest. Jesus, big chin. <laughs> 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 oh. 
I don't. I don't think he listens anymore. He won't. He won't. He won't listen to any more of this. I imagine after that. Let's he get on with it. Let's... Mark, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, really, Last Steve. Fifteen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get into a quiz. It's, that's why. Well, part of the reason we're here. I've actually done one this week. Feeling good. You rested. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Took the hammy so, off. The, my own little bye week probably did me a favour. Bit of inspiration. So. <laughs> Fucking um, needed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, mate. You're <laughs> right. Ne- next week is the annual Craig quiz. I'm calling it here now. Oh, Super Bowl weekend, mate. We go oh, big. We've got to wait that long, have we? Yeah. Okay, fine. Ah, oh, that's, that's that out that's the way. I better write another one then. Forward to. Yeah. Okay, this this week you have got to name the year that various stuff happened. Um, I'm going to ask you some questions each, and I'm going to go around and yeah, if you name the year, you don't get any points. This is how it's, how this is going to work. And if you're one year out, you'll score one. So the the number of points you'll score will be the number of years out of the guess that you are. So obviously the lowest score wins. Just in case that sounded a bit weird. Any, was anybody listening? Mm-hmm. Let's go. <laughs> yes, first. definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, in that case, Craig, you can start. Oh. <laughs> and I hate years as well. Oh. <laughs> right. Your first question is: You're going to tell me the year that the Cleveland Browns drafted Johnny Manziel. Um. Just to picture the Jeopardy music in your head, by the way. Fifteen? Fifteen, you're going to say. You are one year out. It was 2014. You score a point, which might not be too bad. We'll see how this goes. Strangely, Russ, that's actually more annoying than the music would be normal. (laughs) I really hope that's the end of that. Weird. Mark, you go next. Uh, you're going to tell me the year that the Houston Texans joined the NFL. Um, that would be um, 1998. 1998, you're going to say. You are four years out. It was actually 2002. Wow, was it? There you go. Russ, oh, I would have gotten that on the nose as well. I'm status. Everybody knows each other's questions. I know. <laughs> I know it sounded like that as well, but <laughs> it would have been a guess. But I would have got it. Ah, Russ, phone down. Your question is. <laughs> yeah, Russ. And it's about one of your teams. I'd like <laughs> you to tell me the year that Larry Fitzgerald was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. Well, this, this should be interesting. <clears throat> he was drafted by the Cardinals. He's, what, 37, 38 now? He's got to be pretty old. And he would have been drafted when he was 23. Let's oh, say 23. So 14 years ago. Let's say he was drafted in 2004. You have nailed that bang on very very <laughs> impressive that's just some rudimentary maths boys 
Look how smart and a little is. bit of knowledge, but mainly guesswork. I probably got his age wrong and the fact <laughs> they drafted him at yeah. the wrong age. But I've arrived at the show you work in, arrived at the right answer. Most <laughs> certainly. Okay, Rich. I'd like you to tell me the year that the extra point was moved back from the two yard line to the 15 yard line. Oh, that's a hard one. I want to say 2015. How badly do you want to say that? It's got to be around then that they moved it all the way back. 2015, gone. And like Russ, you don't score any points either. Well done. Boom. Unbelievable. Back to you, Craig. What was the last year that the New England Patriots didn't win the AFC East? <laughs> Brutal. You should know that because it was the Jets. Well, if it was the Jets, 2011. 2011, you say? Uh, well, it wasn't 2011. And it wasn't the Jets either. It, yeah. was, the Dolph- it was the Dolphins in 2008. Wow. 2008? Did we not... Oh, we didn't win the division. We no. got through on a wild card. Yeah. So, cheers. So. Mark. Cheers, Mark. Yeah. Cool. You don't have to listen to me, mate. No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many is that? Three? Uh, yeah, you've got four so far. Yeah. Mark, who's also on four. The, the Music City Miracle took place in <laughs> January <laughs> of which year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't ask him that. That's just. <laughs> you write a quiz and you choose what you're going to ask him. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> just randomly happened to drop on Mark that question. <laughs> yeah, I would have thought it. A bit of luck. So, what what you're looking for here, Adam, is that the year, the calendar year that that happened. The January was? of that year. Two thousand. Correct. You, it's, it's a start. You're acknowledging that it took place. It's a start. Well, I acknowledge it was a forward pass. <laughs> did, so Buffalo went into the divisional round, did they? No, because the officials. Uh, oh, got right, it wrong. okay. So More of that later. <laughs> <laughs> Russ, I would you to give me the year that Matt Nagy took over as the Chicago Bears head coach. Oh, good, my team. Um, it's funny how this is falling, isn't it? Yeah, who would have thought that? Um, it's, I say it's fairly recently. I can't be too far wrong if I said 2016. Uh, you would be two years wrong. It was only last year, 2018. Well, there, there we go then. A massive Bears fan, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> but only recently. Rich, I'd like you to tell me the last year, the last time that the 49ers won the NFC West. 2013. That was bold when you said 20. I was thinking, but no, it was uh, it was actually 2012. <sighs> just just one year out, which I think is your first points. Uh, Craig, you are on four. Mark's also on four. Rich, well, you're in the lead on one. Russ has got two. There you go. One more question each. Craig, the last time. In which or in which year it was the last time that the Chargers started a regular season game without Philip Rivers under center? Fuck, blockhead. Say that again. The last time that the no, Chargers. No, you, Mark. <laughs> 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 the 
<laughs> what? I didn't catch it. I it said Mark said it again. No, Mark said. What did you say, Mark? To what? Oh. Did no was... one, who just who said fuck fuck bro? That was me. That oh was... my bad. I was looking. I was looking at the floor. I didn't see her. I was sounded like Mark. <laughs> you can say it again, Adam. It's it's a reasonable assumption if someone says something to assume it's Mark on this podcast. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hashtag narrative. <laughs> Go on, Adam. Give me the question again. My bad. The last time that the Chargers started a game without Philip Rivers under centre. In which year? Fuck knows. Um, I could be well wrong with this. I really avoid watching the Chargers. Hope so. <laughs> Every chance. Like, Surely like, you made a special effort to watch it when he wasn't playing. Literally. Yeah, think, think about I, the could... last time you enjoyed a Chargers game. <laughs> Has anyone it, ever? Exactly. It could be any time. I... <laughs> I have no idea when he didn't start for the Chargers. I, I love so, how I love how Craig's question is: When did when did Blockhead not last start for the Chargers? And the question before that was: When did the current coach of the Bears, who was hired last, yeah, year, exactly, start working <laughs> for the Bears? Yeah, but I think I think we all know different levels of of ability. It's like a golf handicap. Yeah. <laughs> Come I mean, on, Craig. I, I, What's can your only, I can only... Ass- I'm going to assume he's started. I don't know when he was... Has he had a proper injury? I don't know when he's been off. Probably had a sore cock for a while. <laughs> 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 he plays through that. Um, I'm going to go back to... I'm going to go 2008. Uh, you're only three years out. 2005, which... <laughs> I was going to go back to like the time around the draft where it all effed up with Eli and shit. But then I just assumed after then maybe something happened. Maybe I can't remember. It was when Breeze went to the Saints. Exactly. So yeah, fine. So he started up going fair play. Yeah, yeah. Still a fucking prick, and he throws the ball horrible, ruins the game of football. Shouldn't be allowed, mate. It's it's like it's like uh, bowling. If you if I run up and chuck the ball in a test match, it's not cool, is it? That's what he does. It's not on. Can't believe you're throwing shade at Malinga. But there's also Malinga no... just about gets away with it. I still think that's not cool. <laughs> I, I want to come on the long leg part, uh, pod to talk about it. <laughs> well, you, you, not you, can, on there, mate. you can come on the long leg pod, but it'll never see the light of day. It'll sit there for two weeks. Then Russell upload the wrong one. <laughs> oh, that that's been that's been corrected and uploaded this evening. Oh, that's okay. All right, fair enough. Listen to the long leg pod. It's it's all my thoughts and Russ's thoughts from two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Hot off the press. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair, they won't have changed. Let's be honest. Um, what's by the way? Just as a side question here, what's going to happen first? Philip Rivers retires from the NFL or Philip Rivers gets a vasectomy? Retires. He <laughs> loves it. Prick. Are we still, a, still doing a quiz or are we in the yeah, NFL yeah, now? Well, uh, no. <laughs> Is that the next question? What are you hear? <laughs> right. Where are we? Mark, I'd like you to tell me the year that Roger Goodell got the job as NFL commissioner. Um... 
God. I think it's it's more recently than you might think, isn't it? Um, I, I don't know. Uh... Craig, throw him off the scent by saying like it was ages ago, mate. Jets, ages. <laughs> um, two thousand and seven. Two thousand seven. You're one year out. Ooh. This is quite impressive. Two thousand six. Goodell got the job. Okay, Russ, <laughs> uh, you need to tell me the year that Janet Jackson had a wardrobe malfunction in the Super Bowl. Mm. Oh, that was great question. Fairly, fairly recently, but long enough Russ's ago first to Super be Bowl. something. It wasn't my first Super Bowl. <clears throat> it was probably before my first Super Bowl. <laughs> first I'm going to say, I'm going to say that was. 2013. 2013. You're actually nine years out. Oh, really? Back uh, in 2004. Yeah. Time no flies. Way was it? Yeah. No way with that star-shaped nipple ring was 15 <laughs> years ago. Well, they wouldn't even trust like When Justin was popping, innit? it? Fuck me. <laughs> That's a long old time ago. I've got... I've, well, it just old as shit, dog. Paper. I have yeah. old as shit. Yeah, well done. Knocked you out. Thank you, question. <laughs> Rich, you... Well, you need to get within two years to, to win the quiz. And your final question is the last year in which the, a Manning brother didn't play in the NFL. Didn't oh, Mate, that's not fair. I've got, what did An I get? Year. Who last won the AFC East? <laughs> <laughs> and when did Philip Rivers start that game? And Are you saying that you know this one, Craig? Manning brother not play. That's nonsense. Thing is, Craig, that assumes my knowledge goes back before 2012, which it doesn't. I'm going to guess 2002. Based on when Eli was sort of drafted in 2005-ish. Okay. Peyton Manning was drafted Why? earlier than that. Oh. Craig, what would Why be the answer? I, I, didn't he come in in 98? He did. So 97 would have, yeah. would have won you the quiz. However, awesome. you didn't win the quiz. You bottled it at the last minute. And Craig, <laughs> you got the lowest score with four points. Well done. Oh. Was I not ahead of him? Who won? Uh, you did, Craig. Oh, sweet. Mark, got, Mark, you got five. All right, cool. Craig, you got four. There you go. Oh, yeah, good. Oh, wasn't even paying attention. I wasn't. I was just getting angry. I was getting angry because I thought I'd been shafted, but it turns out I wasn't. <laughs> I've got I've got some very brief breaking news. Miles Garrett has just tweeted that a fan hopped out of his car to take a picture with him and then punched him in his face. <laughs> of all of the sports of all sports players that you could possibly decide to punch in the face, Miles why would Garrett you pick a six foot four beast? Yeah, that's brilliant. Be him. Wow. And, and what happened what? afterwards? Wow. I don't know. All I've got is his tweet where he says, hmm, put your legs into it might have actually have made me flinch. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing he probably laughed in his face and watched what? him get back in his car and run away. He's not going to lose time for injury on the back That's of this, is he? a shit response, though, isn't it? <laughs> put, put your legs into it, maybe it'll make me flinch. 
That's rubbish. <laughs> surely, <laughs> surely you just work your core muscles rather than putting your legs into it, don't you, Craig? That's how, that's how this <laughs> shit works. You turn from the core. Bit, bit, bit of twist, mate. It's all in the hips, to be honest. Of course you, it is. It, it, it's the, the core muscles. Russ, I'd give you £50 if you landed three gloves on me. <laughs> Easily done, mate. <laughs> just, just like kicking field goals. <laughs> Show us the video. <laughs> There's one coming. Yeah, it's been coming for a long time. Lace is out. Longer, longer than the long leg podcast, that's for sure. Right. Talking of dicks. Nickers matter. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I, I, I'm just going to talk about stuff at random. It's all about, it's all about that. that was just a joke. Jalen Ramsey has gone to the Rams for a bucket load of everything, and Jacksonville. Who let's let's be honest, Ramsey wasn't ever going to turn up for them to play again, was he? And they've somehow got two first rounders and a fourth round pick for him. Which is phenomenal business, is it not? That back injury is going to be a lot better this weekend, I suspect. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Of course it is, but come on, <laughs> you you look at you look at it from the Jags' perspective. They have got to be pretty happy with how this has ended up. I definitely think it's a good look for the for the Jags. So, and I think that it's actually it's a good move for the Rams, which makes me like I'm I am I don't rate the Rams at the moment. I don't think anyone does. But the intent of this move does sort of speak volumes, and I wonder if Rams have got levels to hit because that yeah. that defense is good, and he improves them. It is that secondary bit of coverage. Maybe you get more pressure. I think it does make a difference. But Goff is just so shit that I just I I'm questioning how far they can go. But I see the the reasoning behind the moves. Good move for both teams. I think it's a decent, decent signing, obviously. Good player, clearly one of the best corners in the game. I don't fully get how they're going to... I don't know what money they're giving him yet, but considering they've already paid Goff, they've already paid Gurley, they've already paid Donald, they've now got this, who else are they going to be able to pay? That's the problem, because their offensive line is already struggling this season, and Gurley is clearly... Um, you know, I think there's every chance Gurley's done, and he's being paid 40-odd million, and he's basically a, a second-choice back now, so lucky him. Um, if their if their offensive line is as weak as it's been so far this season, um, which means that Goff isn't having the time, their their running game isn't as good because he's not the same player, um, and that means that they can key in a little bit more on Goff than teams have been able to. I just don't think that they're going to be able to do what they need to do offensively to to get all the way to the Super Bowl again. Um, it's you know great that you signed another shiny player on D, but it, it still doesn't change the fundamental problems that that team's experiencing. That's problem- my issue with it is that they they haven't fixed the problems. They've just plugged in another star into. And I'm not I'm not saying that Ramsey's bad because obviously we all know that he's probably top three corners in the NFL. But I'm not sure he's enough of an upgrade over Peters. To, to really make a difference on that defense. It's a great defense already. That's not so, what's so wrong. So Peters has gone to the Ravens. They've offloaded him, I guess, to, to kind of to make room. It's not it's not their area of need, though, surely. That's the problem That's, that I have. Yeah, with. exactly. Russ. The, the problem with it, the problem with the Rams at the moment, as I see it, is they've, since they drafted Gurley and he came and became an absolute stud, they 
relied heavily on his threat and running a hell of a lot of play action. Yeah. So, and without Gurley and his abilities in the backfield, that play action threat now becomes almost non-existent. So that is that play action is what gave Goff the time to find cut to find words to do all those sorts of things, and now he hasn't got it, and he's being found out. And I th- and I don't think he's clever enough to work that out himself when McVeigh is almost constantly in his ear. So I hear all that, yeah, but there's something that makes me think, Mark. You mentioned the money, yeah. That's the thing for me. It if you are not happy with how the team you have looks or is doing, then I don't think you make this type of move because you you're saying for two years this is my team, basically. You can't really change it. You've given up your draft picks. So I'm happy for this for two years at least. So I look at it and I think Gurdy. While they're obviously the usage of Gurdy has been concerning, when you've seen him play, when he has touched the ball, he's played well. He doesn't look like someone carrying an injury. He doesn't look like someone who needs to get out of the game. But he's he, not the bell. He's not the bell cow they needed him to be. But is he? only because he's not getting the amount of touches that he was. Because he so, can't cope with it. No, but I don't know. I, Are they maybe, not talking about how he's worst, now got arthritis worst, or something? The worst case scenario. Yes, the worst case scenario is that he is effed, isn't it? Like he's effed. And that you see that happen sometimes to players where they just can't haven't got it anymore. And that is a possibility. But I think it seems like they're just managing him. They're trying to make sure that he's ready for the latter part of the season. I think you look at that defense, it's a good defense, but Peters has been put on toast. And it's not just him. The secondary at times has been caught with big plays. Um, and the coverage doesn't last enough. Donald still wrecks every play. Okay, he's not getting sacks, but he makes it really difficult for the offensive line. Okay, it's a bit harder for other players, uh, and uh, uh, to, for, for other players to to get to the quarterback. Obviously, Matthew's been out, so you've seen that a bit more coverage might help that front um, defensive line. I I think it's a play that maybe that a team that starts performing at the end of the year. I, I think they've got a lot of good players who haven't seemed to do very much so far. And I can't imagine that that's going to be what carries on. Cooper Cup is a fantastic receiver. Cooks is a fantastic receiver. The, my big question is if Jared Goff is dog shit. I'm more concerned about Goff than I am Gurley, even. I'd rather have Gurley than Goff. Yeah, my my looking at the contracts, I don't think that they have an issue this year because I think Ramsey's contract ramps up next year. The question is whether they can sign him to a long-term deal and who they have to give up in order to sign him. So I think, to me, this feels like they're going all in on this season sure. already. Like, it feels they're, really they're heavily like they're the going wrong all season, in. aren't they? Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Like, that's my issue with it. But if, if you're... If they have to well, be... What because... if girl is all right? What if we don't know? What if there's they're preparing for from week eight Gurdy goes from whatever he's getting 10 12 touches I'm not sure of his actual numbers to the 20 and 25 what if we start seeing that read like there was a point at the last part of uh the the latter part of last season that almost every play was off that read option okay it's being stopped more now but they aren't doing it as frequently as they were. 
So what if, um, and there was a question at the end of last season that have we seen too much from the Rams? That was the question. When things started to slow down, there was the girly injury, but there's always, there was also, oh, have teams adapted to this sort of, you know, read option look offense. And maybe they're just holding bits in reserve. Maybe they're being quite planned about it. But at best in week eight, they'll be five and three. And are they going to catch the Niners and the Seahawks at the best they get the sixth yeah. wild card pick? Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's true. Well, we're gonna come we'll come on to that. We're gonna look at where we or who we think are gonna make the playoffs. Um But but that to me, Adam, goes back to your point of are they back in the wrong season? Should they be yeah, but if, you if know, they... reconciling this year and, and going after next year much harder? So what what they've given up, they've given up two first round picks. Incidentally, Goff they gave up, was it two first rounders to get him in the first place? So they don't seem to like drafting high up. And that's the place where you get players on the cheapest contracts. So their money situation, fine, okay, they're all right for this year. But I can't, that's, that's only going to go in one direction. Well, so his, they, his, do they really his think base that... salary next year is 13.7 million compared to Peters, who was on five. Mm. That's going to yeah. be a problem. Oh, it's, it's, and it's and it's not just him, as you say. But yeah, we'll come we'll come on we'll come back to where we think they're they're going to end up and everyone else. Before we get into that, just uh, somebody suggested earlier we wanted to talk about officiating because we haven't. Well, we get into this every now and then. There were a couple of shocking calls in the Lions-Packers game on Monday night that, regardless of where you stand on overcoming these things changed the result of the game in my view without a shadow of a doubt obviously did it though they were not penalties yes at crucial time in the game so you're you're saying 100% they weren't penalties 100% it was not a penalty 100% not a penalty which and it got called twice which has now been confirmed with the league coming out in sort of throwing the, I've got a real problem with governing bodies and leagues throwing officials under the bus. I there's agree so with that. Much, there's so yeah, much, yeah, yeah. there's so much um, TV replays and slowing down and fucking the amount of frames I've seen from um, even for, from the Packers um, Lions game where someone said, yeah, but his hand is around the face mask and near the chin strap and all this sort of shit. And it's like, it's a fucking still, right? You you can call it however you want. The fact of the matter is, as children, as sports people that most that, that we are that we are have been watching sport, and if you've ever played a sport, the the whole thing is that you play to the whistle, you accept the official's decision at the time, and you move on. Like I said in the what's in the, the group the other day, the best teams deal with that in the best way. They crack on and they, they get it done. Right, the Lions still had plenty of opportunities to stop the Packers before they scored. They still had they still had several downs to stop them. Right, they still had the opportunity. They didn't react mentally. They were done. The best teams do not allow themselves to be mentally affected by poor officiating. And I agree with that. I hundred percent agree with that. Got no issue with that. And my issue here is not with the officials. I think the problem here is. If you are going to embrace technology as the NFL have, then there is no reason 
to have stuff like this happen. Like there was a decision, the decision of football where we introduced VAR was a significant one. And we were saying beforehand, we're kind of accepting human error, right? By introducing VAR, you're saying, okay, we want to eliminate human error. NFL have done this for years. There is no reason for this type of call to happen. And the thing that I, I would maybe, the, the only issue I would disagree with you is that American football, like the last round in a fight, is a sport in which there are crucial moments. Simply, there are points in the competition that are more important than others. And if you win the last 10 seconds of a round and a referee makes a bad call when you get a foul in the last 10 seconds of a round, it makes a difference. It's what the judges will remember. So in American football, if you're in the last part of the game, in the clutch, when calls go against you, when you had a stop and you no longer have a stop, it is huge and by simply having a bit of common sense i don't think we need to have the breaks in play i think there should be simply someone live in the sky who's able to say listen fella his hands was not inside pick up the flag move on in the sky that that is all well you know in a booth somewhere high where they can just simply <laughs> watching what about a, watch under, why not underground you donut just watching a fucking <laughs> monitor being able to say listen all of us can see that's not that's not uh, a penalty. Which is what they, they do in college, right? Yeah. Pick it up. Pick it up, geez. Keep it moving. Done. There's no reason for this to happen. That's my issue. It's not the officials. Everyone makes mistakes. Bullshit call. But we all make mistakes. No problem. My, my issue is the NFL have specifically said we're going to use technology. Cool. We're using technology. There are simple, then, common you... sense things. Doesn't make sense to get stuff like this wrong. What the NFL are worried about here, so you're, you're comparing, so the NFL, and it's like cricket in this regard, in that you've got, other than the final two minutes, this is down to coaches challenging. Mm. So it's like the system in cricket where batsmen or fielding side can challenge a decision, and you have a limited number of those. Rugby is different, and football is different now with VAR, but it's officials that are deciding when to when to look at something, which is what you're suggesting the NFL should be doing. Now, what I think they're worried about. Not saying they should choose. To... Sorry, sorry, sorry. To be clear, I'm not saying they should have to choose to refer to this. I'm saying that that should be a consistent. Yeah. Just part someone of looking at game. every single it, play. Just the just like oh, a, okay, a fourth, like effectively a fourth official, somebody yeah. who's all their job is to watch the game, but use the technology available to them and advise. It's the referee's decision, but they can say, "Listen, I can clearly see." That was not a penalty. That's it. It does. It's a part it's of not, the officiating. If you, if you if you go back to when they first brought brought this in in I think the nineties or thereabouts, and you could look at plays and they scrapped it because it was slowing the game down too much. I think there's an element of them being a bit worried about that because it's already. But it happens in college and it doesn't affect the game at all. In, yeah, but there was well, somebody just watching it, it better in in real time. Where a flag gets thrown, someone has a look at it on a monitor. Yep, good call. Carry if on. You, if technology. you wanted to, though, could you not find a flaggable offence on pretty much every play? That's, that's the yeah. argument. That's the problem you is could. the fact that yeah. the, there's so much goes on. And I, and I watched something in the week where someone was talking about how, you know, yes, I get your point that it is, it's almost more important in the last couple of minutes of a game because that's clutch. But these type of things, if that happens when 
the team makes a stop on the next on the next series, no one talks about it again. It's yeah. just because it happens to be that it, this that became a big deal afterwards. Yeah. And you you do wonder. You think like, where where does it stop? Because you, you do have to get to a point where you just let them play. How many times in in football, as in soccer, have you heard the commentators say anywhere else on the pitch that's a free kick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the I penalty agree, area, I, oh no. no, it's not. It's not penalty. It's that. It's that exact same argument for me. No, but you've I either think... got to do it all the time, yeah. or you've got to do it none of the time. No, and but you, I think you, you can judge the officials on the day, and if they make a mistake, then they get reprimanded, reprimanded, or coached, or whatever. Posthumously, that's fine. Doesn't help what the Lions. Doesn't help the Lions. Because they die. Goodell shoots them in the uh, in the parking lot. Yeah. What's the point in getting it wrong? I, I'm not saying that that that, that official shouldn't actually be able to interject in the game. It should just be a question asked. So if you're gonna, if the game had continued and there'd been no call, it would have progressed anyway. The fact is, there was a call, and you can rectify it. You don't have to, the, the, the flag is thrown. You're going to confer with your officials anyway. You've got one in your rear. What do we think? I can tell you from where I, what I'm seeing, just like you would ask any other official, there was definitely no penalty. Definitely. Cool. Pick it up. Keep it moving. It didn't need to happen. That's what I'm saying. There's no reason for it to happen. We yeah. already got technology. It's already there. It doesn't have any other. Re- There's no point in getting things like that wrong. And it I'm is Craig, a I'm Craig on this because the the thing is, if you look at it from the perspective of, often you'll get to the end of a play and the officials will stand there for like thirty seconds anyway, discussing what exactly. they think they saw, and it it doesn't it doesn't like. Mark, you're talking about the 90s, but you think about the technology now in terms of how quickly someone can review a play now versus the technology back then. It's just a different scenario. And so I think think you absolutely can go down that route and and should. And I think especially now that the NFL, as Craig said, has already gone down that route Mm, where you've made, and this year especially, you know, we're talking about we don't want to get pass interference calls anymore. So we're going to make them reviewable. Well, fair enough. You can't, it, it would be ridiculous to make every single call a reviewable thing where someone can throw a challenge flag on it because it would happen almost every down. But if there's someone who can just overview, like Craig says, I don't see that as being a problem. Um, They don't interject 90% of the time and it's only in situations where like, actually guys, that's going to change the game significantly and you've got it wrong. They literally don't have to interject at all. Yeah. Simply a conf- when they have their conference, you've got an additional voice. It doesn't and make it sense could, to not. In theory, only like if we're talking about crunch times, it could even be something that only happens during those crunch times. Yeah. 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 And the, the well, issue for me. Define- had, oh, it's, it's the diff- issue for me no, with but they've already defined not... it we're not doing it they have already the change of the rules in the last two minutes they've already defined it it's not adding anything but it, the Lions yeah. call wasn't in the last two minutes I'm just, yeah. just saying yeah. the, issue, the issue that I have with it is not necessarily like individual calls the issue that I have with it is the number of calls that are being called wrongly like there were there were those two back to back calls in the Lions Shit. game but there was also a a call where the Lions had too many defenders on the field. They had 12 men on the field and it was called. And the very next play, the Packers had 13 on the field and it wasn't called. Like these are ridiculous things. Officiating, They shouldn't be getting this stuff wrong. And that's my issue is not like I'm with Russ on the one or two bad decisions here or there. You should be able to overcome that. But if you've got four bad decisions, 
right at the end of the game, that's enough to sway it. Thirteen men on the field is not, you know, that's like no balls in cricket. There should be such an easy fix. Yeah. Yeah. One thing the NFL NFL needs to stop it because, or they need to try and do something about it because they, as much as anybody else, they don't want people talking about officiating for weeks on end on every medium that there is after it. They want people talking about their product, you know, this amazing game rather than um, refereeing decisions. Ironically, I think the reason that this is happening is because the NFL are worried about their product and how good it looks. And, you know, rightly or wrongly, they're thinking about the delays that introducing more of these things will cause. Well, that's then, that's, I, I don't think it's right. I just think that's their motivation. So if that's the case, then surely the, the instruction to officials sometimes needs to be just let them play. You know, don't chuck your flag every single time. There's something that's a little yeah. that might be a little bit close. You know, let them play sometimes. No one's going to worry if you don't make a call. And also, if something's not clear and obvious, don't spend another three minutes working out that it's not clear and obvious. Just get on with it. Um, let's move to something, well, slight unrelated, but perhaps equally as inept. Are, well, commentators slash pundits or announcers, as they'll call them in America, we, I don't... I don't know if standards have slipped. I'm going to pick on a couple of people, maybe. Oh, uh, one person. Uh, Monday Night Football on ESPN. Now, not everyone was a fan of Gruden, but he used to have. You'd have Mike, Mike Tirico used to used to do it, and you know it was a it was a decent product. I, don't, I can't even tell you the name of the the play caller, but Booger alongside him. My life, mate. I mean, I I don't. Any of us could do a better job standing on our head, genuinely. Facts. Facts. How, how, how does he get a job? Do you know what's the worst thing about him, yeah? And I hate it because I don't like hating on somebody else. But it is awful. It is <laughs> awful. Last week, yeah? Um, Rich, who, who, who would you describe as the the most important player? Was you on Monday Night Football? Was you lot on Monday Night Football last week? Uh, Niners Browns two weeks ago, week and a half ago. Who 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 was the most important player in your run game? In the run game, mm. so what? Running back Matt Breeder or the offensive line? No, no, no. Kushek. The most important player of their run game, mate. Oh, oh yeah, on, yeah we, can't, we can't run Come the ball on. without. We can't run the ball without juice check. Come on, man. He said, he said he went on and on about it. Yeah, man was saying. Look Did he contradicts himself after the next play. Look that's, at, that's his other thing. Look at Baker Mayfield. He's saying, yeah. Look at him. He's staring down the receiver. He's staring down the receiver on his interception. Yeah. He's got to look the safety off. When the camera zooms in on Baker, you can see him look the safety off. And then, oh, the car, oh, it's just so car crash. It's I particularly enjoyed. I particularly enjoyed him. The, the exact thing you're talking about, where he's like, "Watch Juice Check. Juice Check. Juice Check will take you to the ball, and then we run the entirely different way." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just. Is so oh, my, my favorite from the Niners Browns game was he every time we lined up to look like we might put pressure on, he's like, Oh, it's an all out blitz. And then almost every time our linebackers <laughs> just all drop into coverage. <laughs> every time. I'll tell you what, when we we've got 
we at least we've got Tony Romo now. But the the second, so you got Michaels and Collinsworth are probably my favourite. And what worries me is Al Michaels is getting pretty old, and he's got to be thinking about retiring at some point. They're and both what, getting on. To be honest. They look good, but they're both getting on. Yeah, it's uh, dark times ahead, maybe. ESPN's had a problem. <laughs> ESPN's had a problem with Monday Night Football for a while, though, hasn't it? They had the shitty Jason Witten experiment that was yeah. diabolical as well. <laughs> that doesn't work. However, I... They I, were inventive I, about I, how they got rid of him, though. Yeah. So, Jason, what are you... That's, Fancy coming out of retirement. Yeah, that was that was the Cowboys doing the whole of the NFL a favour, wasn't it? <laughs> um, however, I do think that you say it's something that any of us could go and do and do a better job. We couldn't. It's that that's not no with Booger we could no I could you he said I can wait, wait, not, let me take wait 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 okay cool much 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 uh, worse okay cool. however he said however, wait he said however, on Monday however, wait wait let me on finish. Monday let Mark, me finish. no you talk too much on Monday <laughs> he, he said um <laughs> he said opening gambit um this is the biggest third down to this point this was after the turnover when they're tied at the beginning of the third. No fucking shit, mate. Of course is the most important. He's the worst pundit, the worst yeah. commentator. So pundits say, yes. That, I, mean, I could do it. I'll do it. I'm going to stand on my head. It's I'll stupid. Do it my head. You, could, you absolutely could. Mark, when you're broadcasting live, Craig, no, when you're broadcasting I, live and you've yeah. got something, you've got to fill their space to you say haven't. something. See, that's not, way wrong. It's he doesn't not need to. He don't Easy. need to keep talking. He's got your problem. I'm starting to wonder if Booger's more entertaining than this chat right and now. And it's not needed. <laughs> Just relax, Booger. You ain't got to talk every single time. But that's keep what he's paid to there. do. He'll have no. producers telling him to say something. I'm, I bet you they're not. I bet I you bet they're like, listen, are. dude. Of course they listen, will be. Wait till the next Shut up, Booger. Just, just, yeah. just go with silence. Booger, give it a rest, man. The thing is, you've got to think there have got to be like four or five charismatic ex- OCs, quarterbacks, whatever, whatever you want that can talk about the game with some like Romo's a great example. Of this right, I was never a massive fan of him as a quarterback, but as a commentator, as a as a pundit, where he sat there doing his magic, this is the next thing that's about to happen, and then it happens thing. Yeah. That's great, and that's what I want out of a color commentator. I want someone who can tell me something that I don't know, Correct. not There's tell me something right. that is entirely the opposite yeah. of what's about to happen. Exactly. You're definitely right. There are people who could do the job far better than him, and I'm not saying he's good by any stretch of the imagination, but there is absolutely not the case that any schmo off the street could do it. <laughs> I'm not no. a small off the street, bro. You are. Any Joe Watts' name, whatever it is. Joe, Joe Watts' name. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, what's my name? <laughs> <laughs> fuck Joe All right. Name. Let's get. Let's move on. No, also, fuck no, fl- oh, Florio as well. Mike Florio, he's shit as well. Who's that? Flo- oh, BFT. yeah. Okay. Well, there is there like there's there's a lot of chat that Romo, whose contract is up at the end of the year, that Monday Night Football are trying to get him. Well, they you should. would if you're Monday Night Football, wouldn't you? Yeah. But he's Champ- only good part of the time anyway. Other half the time, he seems oh, disinterested. He? No, please, actually, Tony, <laughs> don't go there because then we get Phil Sims back, and <laughs> and nobody wants that. Jesus. Right, this podcast is going to be long again, I'm sure. So let's try and do this quickly. We we teased that we're going to talk about the 12 teams that are going to make the playoffs. So we're going to predict it after five weeks and get everything spot on. Russ and Rich, you're going to do the NFC. So let's let's start there and do it nice and efficiently. So why don't... Let's do division winners and then wildcards. So 
Start with the NFC East. Oh, that's the Eagles, isn't it? Surely. That's that's got to be the Eagles. I mean, it's the worst division in the NFC by a long shot, but they are probably the most the least incompetent team in that division. Yeah, 100% with you there. Not, not entertaining Dallas? No. They okay. just looked awful. Fine. No, I'm on board with that. Okay. Into the North. Packers. Got to be the Packers. Divi- but it's, it's a great it's division. division. Winners. Much better. Yeah. And the good thing is about the, the North is you've got the Bears that have got the D that could carry them through, but their, off- their offense is just an absolute dumpster fire. They're not using Montgomery effectively. The O-line's not giving them any space. And I just can't see them getting enough done with the ball in hand. Um, whereas the Vikings, on the flip side, since Thielen and Diggs had a little bit of a moan, it, it uh, Cousins seem to be now absolutely tearing it up. Yeah, I think I think the Vikings will push. I think they'll push Green Bay pretty hard, but I, I think they've started too slowly. Yeah. And the team you haven't mentioned, the Lions aren't doing too badly either. Pretty, pretty they're strong weird. Position. They're very they up and down. I can't. I can't uh, read the Lions. They 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 get bullshit officiating calls. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, without the NFL those, doesn't want them getting through. Yeah, without those, them. they'd be three one and one. There you go. Who who wants the Lions in the playoffs? Um, right. The NFC. So you're saying the Packers for that yeah. division? The yeah. NFC South. It's got to be the Saints for me. Well, like, yeah, that's There's no one else good in that division. Saying anything else in that division is a no. Well, Carolina have looked surprisingly sprightly, but I just don't think they're good enough to take that division. Yeah. That's only because Christian McCaffrey is absolutely phenomenal. All right, that's calm it. down. He's got a semi yeah, under the uh, desk over there. I've, I've, pretty uh, good I've got a on. semi semi for C Mac. He is different class. Okay, finally the West. Uh, yeah, I would love to say the Niners, but I think I think the experience at the Seahawks will carry them to the win. I think the Niners will be close. Um, I think I think we'll be ahead of the Rams at least, but I think it's going to be just about maybe by a game the Seahawks and then the Niners take the fifth seed. So do you think do you think then the the Niners will lose to the Seahawks twice? I think we'll definitely lose away. I think it'll be close at home, but I think I think ultimately the Seahawks look a bit ominously unstoppable right now, despite being not very good in most of their games. They've looked, they've just got it over the line. Yeah, they certainly did last weekend, didn't they? Yeah, and I think that'll that'll be enough for them, given the experience in people like Russell Wilson, who's basically just putting that offense on his back and carrying them through it. Shame for Will Disley though. Achilles injury he was just starting to yeah. find his uh, find his feet, wasn't he? Ironically, yeah. I think the Knickers Matters guys have all got shares in him, so they're really good. Oh, yeah, shares, so, mate. Russ has been so upset about that. He I'm has not... said he's talked about that every opportunity, mate. He is gutted about Disley. Disley I... has killed him. <laughs> I've been I've been all over Disley yeah. this season, like a rash. Just imagine if Juju me. went down, what would happen to you? Blimey! Um, <laughs> <laughs> mental okay, so you're saying you're saying Seattle between you? Yes. Just about. All right. Um, okay, so that's Philadelphia, Green Bay, New Orleans, and Seattle. Which two teams are going to join them? Niners. Vikings and Niners. Yeah, that was and, quite and decisive. I, Russ and I had a bit of a chat about whether we thought the uh, the Vikings or the or the, so Bears. the Bears miss out completely. The Bears miss out because basically Trubisky is not to be trusted. I just think they've got. They're better they haven't... with um, the 
Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel, that's the one. Mm. I just don't think they've got enough with the ball in hand. Like I say, that O-line, whether they're not using Montgomery in a way that he should be used because he's a rookie, um, the O-line is uh, is not giving any runners any sort of space. And Trubisky is fucking garbage. <laughs> so, you know, I, mean, I defended him. I defended him earlier Wait, in the Money season. Mitch is going to be all right, man. I defended That's him earlier in the season. He's not. He's probably going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then once he's dead, at least you can coach him into doing the right things posthumously, yeah, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. I you do know think what I meant. It, I do think it's a shame because I do, I do like that Bears defence. It's just wasted with the offence that it's got opposite yeah. yeah, it's a bit like Tennessee. No, not no, it's not. About that. It's absolutely not. It's nothing, <laughs> it's nothing like, Tennessee. like Tennessee. Well, in, you know what I mean. Eagles, Packers, Saints, Seahawks, Vikings, 49ers. There you go. You heard it here first. Into the AFC, assuming that the Titans aren't making the playoffs now. But, no. you know, everybody said how good Ryan Tannehill was. I'm just saying. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Please don't make me talk about that. <laughs> AFC East. Craig, you're going to talk us through the AFC. Well, that, that's East Pats, fell easy. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah, that's we'll probably move on. Um, or it just gets we don't want to talk about them, do we? It gets too depressing. The AFC North. I like the Ravens here. I think it stays as is. Browns for me. You think the Browns really? make a comeback? No way. Yeah, I think I think this is the Browns. I think their schedule is ever so slightly easier. Um, I think that they're a team that will look... I, I'm, per, personally, I think both teams have got fairly major flaws and I think they might finish with a very similar record. It could be 9-7, and 10-6, and six, both of them. Um, but I think that the Browns squeak it because they've got a slightly easier schedule. No, I think Ravens are a far better team. I think that there's too much dysfunction on the Browns and they won't get settled for a period. I think the Ravens like, Ravens are good if they're playing I like nobody. The Ravens. If they're playing nobody, they're good. I think if then if they're playing someone who's got anything about them, well, I think they'll struggle. Wow, we've got a bit of an impasse here. Well, they have played teams that have however, got stuff about them. However, I think there's still a very good they've, chance. They've had, a, they've had a. Yeah, fine. Well, not. Well, let's move on then. Because I, we'll, I disagree. I, I don't. I don't, I don't like that division at all. I can't. I think the Ravens uh, are the team here. Yeah, they've got. a get through Hawks, Patriots, but very okay, what, what, games. what we're going to do, we're going to, well, Browns, we're not mentioning the Steelers or Bengals. It's quite clear about that. Uh, the other three of us are going to just vote Browns versus Ravens to decide this. Russ? Ravens. Rich? Ravens for me. And for what it's worth, me too. Sorry, Mark. You're all wrong. <laughs> well, you, okay. you, can, you can have the last laugh in when the playoffs arrive. But you Needless won't. To say, <laughs> and the Browns are out. Right, AFC South. Texans by a mile. Texans. I think they've they've got the best quarterback in that division. Yeah. And I think no that loss makes of the Colts. Difference. No, I think the uh, couple of games back, I think the Colts are there or thereabouts. Um, I just think the Texans are overall a better team. Watson's getting better. Yeah, and that O line's getting slightly better as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. And he's not dead yet. Laramie Tunsil started to look like a an actual player. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they've I think they've got a good chance. Some question marks over the Texans D, but I think the offense is so good that they'll overcome that. 
No, yeah. I'd, I'd agree. Okay, finally, the West. Chiefs. Still Chiefs. That's pretty straightforward, you would think. The, the Chargers have been... Shit. You don't, you don't want to talk about them. Hell no. Fuck. <laughs> okay, a couple I of think, wild I cards. think the Chargers could easily nope. win like two, no. one or two more games of this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, fine. Yeah, good. Suck. They like they suck. Yeah, I, I think there's they. I think they're in real, real trouble. They their fans aren't going. Their teams bitching on their fans. Shit. And well, their fans are all shit. in a different city. Which yeah, does so, help. exactly. That does, doesn't help. Move on anyway. Too much time. Wild cards. Bills. Bills. Uh, that that would have sounded ridiculous six weeks ago, but yeah. no, I don't think it would. <laughs> no, it would have. It would have. It well would have. <laughs> I it think there was after the off-season moves that were made. I think there was a lot of talk about the Bills no, being a potential outsider for a playoff place. Only in Buffalo. No, no it's not way. true. It's just Mark, not true. No way was there. There was there no was. one. No, there wasn't. Mark. There you, was no, loads you... of talk about the Bills being outside that <laughs> for a playoff chance. I will find Shut you videos, up. mate. Mate, an article doesn't mean there wasn't. Nobody believed the Bills were going to be anywhere near this good. Only, and, people, only people who watch games, Craig. No, shut up. Anyway, all right, Mark, uh, Adam, did you think the Bills were going to be this good? No. I was saying this good. Russ, My point was they were going to be an outside hear, threat for being a playoff team. Okay, no, I'm saying this is good. I don't find everyone's outside bet as a playoff team in the beginning of the season. The question was whether your offense would be the, the questions were whether your offense would be able to move the ball, and that's what has proven to be serviceable given how good your defense is. That's been the kicker. And and let's be honest, an easy schedule, certainly an easy yeah. start to the schedule has helped. Yeah. Perfect way to get into a season. Yeah. I think it's a, a bit like a bit like some other teams. It's they're functioning well, I think, because they're well coached. Yes, yeah. they've got a fantastic defense. Um, they're greater than the sum of their parts. They're, offensively, they're... offensively, I would agree with you. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm. I'm. I. Why? Yeah. Obviously, as I said, I wouldn't have said it at the start of the season by well, any stretch. But I'm... I think that it's close. I think that they could finish easily, like nine and seven, ten and six. So I think that 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 those wild card bursts probably come down to like count back and, and records because I think there'll be teams that finish with the same record that don't gain. The yeah, AFC feels like you've got a good, a you've got a good schedule, kind of mate. Weird yeah. middling thing, right? Okay, oh, where's where's the there's other? A lot of, there's a lot of AFC what like middling teams that are kind of yeah. could make that nine the and Bills, seven. The Bills are the ones who I think are more comfortable. It's the second um, wild yeah. card spot that I think is very difficult because you've got the likes of the Raven, uh, the Raiders at three and two, the Browns at two and four, the Colts at three and two, yeah, Steelers two and four. They're the teams that you, it's really difficult to to make a decision. I I think I'm going to go Raiders. Colts just, for me. It's hard to see. I think the Colts are in for a shout, obviously. But I think I'm just picking the best player, and of them, I think Josh Jacobs is the best player. Do you know when I when I put this all into my little predictor app earlier on to work out who this was going to be? I was surprised to find out that my six seed was the Raiders as well. Yeah, there we go. And, but they finished with the same record as the the Ravens and the and the Browns, in fact, and the Colts. So it was obviously gone down to tiebreaker about who's won against who. Um, but yeah, I had the Raiders making it at six. Oh, there you go. There you Patriots, go. Ravens, Texans, Chiefs, Bills, and Raiders. Put all your money on that. I don't fancy putting my money on the Raiders, but I think they've been fun this year. Then they've been a lot better than people they thought. Yeah, they've definitely. been entertaining. 
Yeah. Josh Jacobs For is sure. a baller, man. Tell yeah, me. Yeah. Okay. Let's preview some games, shall we? In the usual fashion. In the usual fashion. Some sentences. Some sentences. <laughs> Flawless as ever. Let's go. Let's do it. Kansas City at Denver. The Chiefs are looking vulnerable and struggling in the last two games. Big bounce back game needed from Mr. Mahomes if his ankle can handle it. San Francisco at Washington. The worst team in the NFC versus the only remaining unbeaten team in the conference. Arizona at New York Giants. If Danny dimes, then Kyler has to be a dollar bill. If the, if the, if the Cardinals can nick a couple of if Cardinals Cardinals can nick a couple of quarters, I sent them nicking oh. nickel in the game. Oh, God. That's, well that's done. the best one well since we've ever had. Well done. Alright, get off his dick, Adam. <laughs> Houston at Indianapolis. Two of the better teams face off in the AFC South. Unless Mac has a huge game, I think the best QB decides this. So a big win for the visiting Texans. Oakland at Green Bay. Apparently, this is a game between two future playoff teams. Minnesota at Detroit. Who are the Vikings, really? They should beat the Lions, so they probably won't. Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Fresh off securing the bag for Ramsey, Jacksonville take on the hopeless but irritating Bengals. Jack should win. Miami at Buffalo. Mark's talking without mute, unmuting his mic, which is which is great podcasting. I well, I finished doing that about twenty minutes ago, but you carry on talking. Next <laughs> up in the battle to not be that team that loses to Miami, the four and one Buffalo Bills. After that, I really, really hope they do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) LA Rams at Atlanta. Pre-season, two teams you would have nailed on to be in the playoffs. As it stands, both are struggling. Expect a high-scoring game at the Mercedes. The Mercedes. (laughs) LA Chargers at Tennessee. Is Philip Rivers close to being done? Mariota is, though. It's Tannehill time. (laughs) He sounded so disappointed when he said... (laughs) It's Tannehill time. I'm just sad. <laughs> I'm just sad. Baltimore at Seattle. I'll feel dirty cheering for the Ravens. New Orleans at Chicago. Teddy's looked good in place of Drew while he's been injured. This is the first D he's going to come up against that's any good, though. Philadelphia at Dallas. Two teams of whom so much was expected and so far are failing to hit those heights. The slightly disappointing ball. And finally, New New England at New York Jets. Smiling Sam is back and the Jets look a completely different outfit. Two weeks ago, this could have been a Merkin. This week, bank me up. It still is. (laughs) J-E-T-S. It's it's a bumming, Craig. Pick a fiver on it. (laughs) If the Jets win that game, I will... Go on. Do the next podcast in my pants. So, so what we're saying is, what we're saying bad or out. Sorry, what, sorry. What he, he is, fully naked, Craig. <laughs> what we're saying is a money line bet on Miami at Buffalo, Jets at home to New England, and I don't know Washington at home to the Niners. <laughs> I think that there's How a about that of, trouble. There's a couple of like sneaky upsets 50s. going on 
that Mate, potentially. We're gonna we're we're gonna beat New England. All right. Get fucked. That that I is really one of the upsets. Do. I really hope you do. <laughs> if if we win, I'm doing this podcast in my pants. <laughs> you do it in your pants anyway. Pants. <laughs> no pants. So so just just to be clear, if the Jets win, Craig's gonna dress up for next week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Any other business? We've got there surprisingly quickly, considering everything else. Yeah, I'll go first. I'll do very quickly. Um, thanks to uh, the, I will thank Jack from Knickers Matter for for something. He's pointed me in the direction of a couple of podcasts that I didn't know existed. Um, one of which is about Ray Carruth, the former Panthers wide receiver, um, and the other one is the uh, it's called Gladiator, which is the Aaron Hernandez story podcast that I've not I've not heard what either hearing. of. The, so I've not I've not heard either of these guys' stories. Um, I know you don't know the story hard, about Hernandez. Hard, well, I know a lot of hardcore NFL fans will know. Oh, any NFL fans will probably know about it. I don't really know anything about them, so I'm looking looking forward to listening to the podcast. Yeah, it's a treat then. Uh, if you if you like Vontez Perfect, you're gonna love Aaron Hernandez, right? <laughs> no, you can't joke about that, really, man. That's not that. That's, that's not cool. <laughs> no, that's not cool. Where does the Longstaff podcast worried about that? I've started the um, the Ray Carruth one. I'm a couple of episodes into that, so uh, yeah. From what I can gather, he paid someone to kill his girlfriend that was pregnant, but we'll see. Hashtag no spoilers. Well, that's where I am at the moment. It's probably been out there for a while, Rich, I guess. Nineteen <laughs> <laughs> Unless you've been living under a rock and had no idea like me, then, uh, yeah. You know that bit you're of like, sixth sense, Rich? You're like that person who's <laughs> starting to watch Game of Thrones now. No, absolutely not. Views. <laughs> Flying dragons and sexy dragons, not for me. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go next because I don't want to end the podcast with a slightly somber any other business. Um, none of you probably know who this guy is, but in Tennessee Titans Twitter slash social media slash fandom circles, Matt Neely was pretty famous. Uh, did a lot did a lot of good stuff. That's the kind of guy that any Titans fan on Twitter probably follows, who will tweet amusing stuff. And like, and genuinely be quite funny a lot of the time, and just be a big fan of the team. Nice, nice guy. You didn't interact with him. You, you you wouldn't wouldn't ignore anybody. By all accounts, just a a top bloke. He ended up doing a a podcast with Taylor Luan and Will Compton, who used to play for the used to play for the Titans as well. Uh, He's he was about thirty odd, and he just dropped dead last week. Um, Absolutely. Tragically, from nowhere, no, no idea what happened or what or what caused it. But it, yeah, it would make anybody feel feel mortal. Just absolutely devastating and a horrible thing. Just to you know, you you never quite know what's around the corner, I guess. But just to just to shout out to him and his friends and family and all the the circles that he mixed with a good guy gone far too soon. Mm. There you go. That. Um, Craig, take us someplace happier. It's not really happier, but cool. Um, <laughs> now, mine is actually is happier. Mine is a shout out, obviously, to Patrick. Ingram... <laughs> shout out to Patrick. <laughs> um, 
Is Ewan he still Mulgate, on the list? He's on the list. He's, oh. he's there, man. He's cemented. Um, in, in, inked in. Yeah, man. Hundred. It's laminated. Mate, <laughs> no, we're we talking about. What what it's would he stone. have to do to come <laughs> off the list? How bad would it be? Like how? Uh, nah, man, I'm not doing that. I want to talk about something positive. <laughs> oh, man, what are you talking about? It's in stone. I can't change it now. If he um, misses a pie chart, that's the place <laughs> um, Now, mine's obviously the football the other day. Um, there's some dickhead racists everywhere, and this time in Bulgaria. And just, I think it's a really tricky position to be put in as a human being. I just don't think it's right. Like, when... That's the thing that I think you get lost in that. In 2019, imagine having to even have to think about dealing with this shit. Like, wait up at night thinking, how are we going to manage it? That's bullshit. Shouldn't have to be on anyone's shoulders. Um, but given that it is, you know, I think shout out to every single one of them. I think as a team, given the bad reputation, rightly, that England have as a football nation internationally, I think they held themselves really well I think everything looked very considered very precise there was while the professionalism there was a unity of every human thing you could see that they they seemed to be actively looking out for each other not just the black players and I think I think it was handled really well I think it's a horrible situation to be in and given that they stood tall and they represented and shout out to them and and everyone else as well obviously like people were supportive really and it's a hard position people say you argue should you walk off whatever I think that's by the by I think it's a very difficult decision to make and people might choose to do it differently but how they handled it was with with purpose and you know respect so shouts that was good good to see the the moment that I thought actually there's there's some good coming out of this was when I saw Ian Wright in the studio and how he reacted mm. and the fact that he he looked genuinely thrilled that these steps were being taken in the way that they in the way that they were happening in the way he was talking I thought well well he had to experience it imagine exactly that. exactly he played in it man said I scored two goals against them it don't matter like you shouldn't even have to think about it you shouldn't even have there shouldn't even be a thing before a football match when you're going to represent your country you shouldn't have to even consider it i've got to say on that front like huge credit to tyron mings for the maturity he showed Mm. like the man's making his debut and he kept his calm and in the interview afterwards he said he said there is nothing that could have ruined my debut nothing Mm. like he wasn't gonna let it get to him he wasn't gonna let it like Drag him down. Yeah, sock out. He had, a, he had a not a smile on his face would be an exaggeration. He he seemed chipper, didn't he? He was he wasn't he clearly. Oh well, I mean, I don't know about behind closed doors, but he was putting more than a brave face. I was really impressed with that. Very much rising above it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Him. they all handled it well. And you know what? I'm I hope you know they. I really believed if it had gone on, they would have bopped, and that's what they should do. Fuck that. Like, I get trying to play, I get that, but at some point, it's not worth it. So I respected how they approached it. I think they did a great job. It was good to see. It was a good message. Yeah. Rich, what have you got? Yeah, so um, I am... Obviously, all of you guys have kids, so this is 
completely nothing new to you but i was at my parents for a couple of days earlier this week uh because my seven-year-old nephew is visiting um he has flown over from germany uh picked up at the airport by my parents my brother and his uh his daughter are coming over um next week to visit as well um but it's like a chaperone flight thing yeah yeah exactly so my my brother drops drops him off with uh with you know ground crew at one end they look after him on the flight and drop him off at the other end to my parents um and yeah it was it was it was really nice to see him and spend a bit of time with him but we because it was pissing it down with rain on monday we took him temping bowling and he'd never been temping bowling before so you know we had the bumpers up and we were like trying to work out like yeah how heavy right. the balls yeah how heavy the balls could be and all this and he worked you out the really quickly up. huh you had the bumpers up did you I had the bumps up. I always yeah. have the bumps up, mate. But we had the bumpers up for him as well. And he worked out really quickly that he could just lob it into the into the edge and have it spin off that and, and hit the set. Like, but just watching a kid figuring all that shit out and having an amazing time was just awesome. And I kind of feel like, you know, as, as a non-parent, like I understand what you lot see in it. Ah, so here's the thing, right? <laughs> you had all the best bits there. Oh, absolutely. You had the you had the absolute ideal for anyone that's got kids, which is fun, Uncle Rich. Get all the good stuff. When it all turns to shit, yeah, I'll have your little piece of dick back. Head back, head back to Bristol. Leave yeah. it leave him to have his tantrums. Yeah. Oh, what he's tired now, is he? Here's some sweets. <laughs> <laughs> you want some you want some full sugar fizzy coke at seven o'clock at night? Okay, yeah. Hate that guy. Hate that guy. <laughs> My parents took a photo earlier today, and it's like him with like a big mug of cocoa and two scoops of ice cream, and like he's having a massive sugar crash after that. Yeah. And they won't care because they're grandparents; they can get away with it. They don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, to finish this off, Mark. My mum's the worst. True. <laughs> Um, so I, I classify myself as someone who runs to stop becoming morbidly obese. Um, I, I would say I'm like a kind of fair to middling to naff runner. Um, so for someone like me, me so. <laughs> for someone like me to watch what Elliot Chipkobe did um, at the weekend was, um, was, I thought, absolutely incredible something i never thought i'd see is as someone who watches a lot of sport and has watched sport for a lot of years there's those certain milestones of achievement that you're you're never sure if someone's gonna ever ever get to and kipchoge running being the first man to run under two hours for a full marathon is something genuinely i never thought i would see anybody ever be able to do um to so some of the splits that he did that was siri um, to to put it into context, there's been over fifty. Here's that image of Roy Hodgson and uh, Kim Kardashian that you were looking for. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Siri. Um, to put it into context, there's been over fifty-one million park runs run um, since that started, and his average pace for each five k he ran was quicker than all but five ever. Wow. Um, and he had to do that over like eight times further than that distance. This uh, is this is this is the thought I had. Like I worked out, he, he runs over over twice as fast as I do if I'm doing a park run. 
Yeah. Yeah, and and, and he had to eight do it eight, and like he had to do it uh, eight times. Mind boggling. So Mark's message to all of those park runners out there is you're shit and don't bother. No, absolutely not. It's um, I think it's, you know, it's brilliant that he's inspired more people to get out and run. Um, But I think the thing that pissed me off more than like almost. No, that's not true. As almost as much as the achievement that he had was the amount of people who felt the need to jump onto social media afterwards, slamming it and hating on it. And being all like, oh, this is manufactured bullshit because of the the pacemakers that he had, because of the special shoes that he was wearing, because it was a course designed to run fast, and because you no know, way. Like, the, a proper race. It was honestly there no was way. so many, yeah, Can loads we? of it. Can almost we? almost forgetting the fact that the guy still had to run a full marathon at that pace. It wasn't like the guys were picking him up and can carrying I, him for any of it. Can I ask about the, the pacemakers? Did the pacemakers join and drop off yes. along yeah. the route? They, were so they, had, they had lots shifts. of sets of paymakers, yeah. sets of pacemakers. Yeah. And all, like, all they're there is to act as you need to keep up with us yeah, 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 yeah. in order to be able to run. When you're running at that speed, wind resistance doesn't really make any difference. It's not like cycling in that regard where it does. But it all, and so the fact that he has to keep up with those guys, he still has to run with them. And I think that so many people were so like, I don't know, they they find it so difficult. Yeah, completely missing the point, and just find the need to find like the the pain and the hate in stuff because that is the world of today. It's an incredible, incredible feat of human endurance and human skill, and you know, pushing the body, the human body. It just goes to show what what it's actually capable of. It's absolutely amazing. He can run twice as fast as me for twice as far. And to be able to do that is is absolutely unbelievable. Not something I thought I would ever see. He he he's run a marathon faster than i've ever ran a half marathon that's it's it's not it's not yeah what he ran the half marathon in is is not far off my my half pb it's i can't he can run a 10k in what i can run a half marathon in a half marathon in no sorry other way around other way around he can run a half (laughs) what i can run a 10k in yeah Uh, anyone who thinks it's pointless by the way just look at the footage from kenya of fans in the streets watching that yeah, and then and then tell me it's pointless. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who's imagine, imagine running a seventeen-second hundred meters and then doing that four hundred and twenty-two times. Yeah, anyone who's hating on that can fuck right. Is off. that what it is? Yeah. Seventeen seconds per hundred meters for hundred meters, but doing that four hundred. Crazy. There was a dude in in school year who was pretty fast, and he would run a hundred in like twelve seconds. Some man's only running it five seconds slower. Yeah. I like, I couldn't crazy. run. I couldn't run one kilometre in the same speed that he ran 40 in. Yeah, but to be honest, bro, stop talking about you in it. Obviously, you run, but you're not <laughs> super athlete. Obviously, man can run faster than you, dog. I'm just thinking in terms of the grand Put it in context, pal. <laughs> 117 uh, seconds per 100 metres and maintaining that pace for how many times? 822. Yeah, crazy. That is crazy. And I'm not into long distance running like that. That's crazy. Yeah. Unbelievable achievement. A fair play to Mm. absolutely that seems like a good time to to end otherwise we might break last week's record of the longest ever podcast that well, what <laughs> that was last done. week we're at an hour and 30 we so. were we were nearly i think we did we hit an hour and a half we're not quite hitting that anyway yeah which we is, wait which like is good 20 news. minutes for mark so <laughs> shots fired <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, we'll be we'll be back next week. Go Sorry. well, everybody. Later, boys. Bye, bye.